Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Well, good morning, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How yeah, are you? I'm so good. Yeah. So good. Get to podcast again. Yeah, we do. This summer of podcasting has been so good. It's been so good. We've been on a roll. Oh, we're my like, we're goodness. putting in quite a few in a row. Like oh, we're just going for it. We're on a, yeah, yeah it's good. but it's, it's power. It's some powerful like <laughs> so good. topics yeah. and revelations coming and awakening moments coming and like loving this so i think today we should just continue on the vein of spiritual gifts oh i'd love that and you know we're unpacking that um in our sunday messages at life center that anybody can listen to grab uh follow along with they're awesome there's also uh connected with each message some questions that you can kind of unpack and dig deeper with somebody you know as you're discovering your gifts but our our real hope through even talking about this on the podcast is for like a genuine supernatural empowerment of the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to you and and a real revelation of it. Because again, even as you know, we begin to dive into this and, and talk about it, like I, the more I'm learning about it, I feel a bit like I haven't had a very solid understanding of how spiritual gifts actually work in our lives. I feel the same way. I feel like as we've been going through this as a staff, and even as you and I've been preparing like to preach and also podcasts, we've been doing a bit of work just preparing to do a podcast and all the information we're kind of relaying. It has really had us kind of realign some of those misunderstandings or even thoughts of how spiritual gifts work. I, I didn't really think I had all the spiritual gifts I could just use at any time, but I did think I had a good handful that I kind of picked and choosed. I, I really did think that like yeah. it kind of just came up in kind of waves or I kind of chose like I stepped into that and then stepped out. I don't know. But actually having a deeper understanding of how God has wired me and gifted my life, not just natural abilities, not just learned abilities, but actually from a spiritual side is pretty. It's been a huge revelation for me. Yeah. Same. You as well. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like. Like I know the part, um, the part about spiritual gifts of really, really, truly letting the revelation that the gift itself is not mine, hmm. very much like that parable of the talents that it's given to me and it, the ownership of the gift is in Christ, like is in Christ, is in the Holy Spirit. It's God's, it's God's to give, it's mine to steward. I've loved that. So yes. that's been very impactful for me and just has helped me to think differently about it. But it's also set me free mm. to not feel like I actually have to be good at all of them. Do you know what I mean? That's really like good. if I can separate myself from the fact that like, you know, because I think Paul says right in the description of the guest, I wish you have you would have all of these, right? Mm -hmm. So it gives it gives this impression, I think, in some teachings, it's like the expectation is that the more mature of a believer you are or the the more the longer you're in faith, like you really should be, this mm -hmm. should uh, you know, be operating in all the gifts um as the situation enables or allows or has need of. But I think it's more like to be able to think of it as something that the Holy Spirit empowers that I'm called to steward. It just takes a bit of that, 
focus off me and all the focus back on the Holy Spirit and just walking that out. And I think the other part of it too, um, you know, that you were just mentioning was like this idea that's kind of come to the surface as, as we've been studying these documents from Clinton and understanding giftedness and unlocking your gifts, like this idea that we have sort of a, a primary mm. or, you know, like a, like when we become uh, saved or when we become believers that the Holy Spirit empowers us with a gift. Maybe we're not aware of it, but empowers us with a gift. And and we sort of have this, this primary gift. Like whenever you do a gifts test, you know, it comes up with three. So you're like, oh, sweet. I have three gifts, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not necessarily like, no, or it'll a- say, choose your top three. And those are your <laughs> gifts that you got the highest score in. Right. That, that's actually, I don't think how the spiritual gifts have you ever, work. have you ever taken one of those tests though? And you've come up with like five oh, that yeah, have like equal numbers. Yeah, totally. I'm like, wow, I'm awesome. I'm tied. I am so gifted. No. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You're like, well, actually I scored the same for like six yeah. gifts. So I guess I'm just incredibly gifted. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but no, like we all have sort of a primary empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the more that I'm studying it, I, I'm just starting to see that that primary empowerment, I think actually it's almost like, again, because I'm still receiving the revelation, I don't have it fully formulated. So, you know, we're, we're kind of processing this even as we talk it yeah. out. But I almost feel like that primary gift, it kind of unlocks the way through other gifts, but it's still that primary gift sort of firing off sort of central to even the expression in other gifts. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Because I think if we, like even as we're going through this, as we identify our primary gift, you don't really need to worry about how many other gifts you have. I think that's kind of where this disillusionment has come. Like, how many do I have? What do I have? You know what? Just focus. I feel like for me, it's like almost allowing me to say, just focus on the primary and allow the other gifts. If God has entrusted me with other gifts, they will they will happen. It'll be through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But like you've said, it will always funnel through my primary gift. It's almost like that's how the expression will come out of that gift. For example, if God has a prophetic word, I do have a lot of prophetic moments with God and I do have a lot of senses, but I often find when I'm looking at my main gift, we're going to get into, I don't want to take away too much here, but exhortation, most of the prophetic utterance that comes through or the expression of the prophetic comes in a way that's exhortation or encouragement. It comes in that kind of way to deliver. So I'm not coming across in a way that's teaching or in a way that's like with mercy. It's coming in a very direct way, the expression. So I know we're processing that, but that's exactly, I think what we're trying to get our handle on is focus on the primary, know what your primary is. And it's an ease, a supernatural thing as we're unpacking. We're going to unpack that a bit more today for people to kind of identify, oh, that's me. Don't worry about the additional gifts because like the talents, that's sort of the talents, God gave a measure and it was different to all of them different to all of them, but the one that he gave, you know, it talks about the one, the five, the 10, the five and the 10 received the same reward. There wasn't a different, like even God said, well done, like come and enjoy, like yeah. into the, into my, but, but listen to this. I just, this literally just yeah. popped into what? my mind about that, about what? that story. But okay. The five, the 10 and the one yeah. were the measure. So it was the amount, yeah. Yeah. but they all received the same thing. And it was exactly. one thing. 
one thing. It was, it was like, it was money. Like it was a, it was an investment. That's a financial, but we always, always have this interpretation of the, the, um, the parable around, you know, our giftedness around like what God's entrusted to us. Everyone got entrusted with one, like they just got five of that one thing. Someone got 10 of that one thing. Someone got one of that one thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? So like, I think the measure actually has to do with the capacity within that gift, not that person got five gifts. That person got 10 gifts. That person got only one gift. No, I think we all get one gift. I think God determines the measure because the scriptures are very clear on that. Mm -hmm. So that's again, how uh, the measure of the impact probably, I would say maybe the capacity for the impact for, um, but, but the interesting thing even about measure is that all God is asking of us is to be faithful, totally to be faithful with what he's given us. And there's a promise attached to that. If you're faithful with what I give you, I will entrust you with more. So again, all of this is very exciting. And again, remember even in that parable, one, was extravagant. Yeah. Like it wasn't like one was like a low grade version of some sort of like lowest it level. It was so abundant. It was abundant and yeah. extravagant. Like yeah. God's baseline was <laughs> way beyond, yeah. you know, our our even capacity, mm-hmm. like our our true capacity. The other thing that came to mind as you were just talking a second ago is and I've been thinking about this too, like this empowerment that comes like it, like at salvation, at the point that we have a revelation of truly who God is, that we've been called, that we belong to him and this empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit fills us at the moment mm-hmm. of salvation. The Holy Spirit f- comes and fills us. And that's, that's our kind of initial receiving of God's spirit within us. And an empowerment comes in that moment. Um, and, and I believe a, a gift it comes a part of that too. And often the gift that God gives you, you didn't have it before that moment came. And I remember, you know, you and I as kids, and I remember when you had that profound encounter with the Lord, you were nine, was it nine years old, Mm -hmm. nine or Mm -hmm. 10 years, like you were a child, you were Mm -hmm. very, very young. Mm -hmm. But I distinctly remember like a transformation actually happened in your life mm-hmm. of even who you were. Like it, mm-hmm. it, 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 and it did. Like something shifted about who you were, your character. And I mean, we joke all the time about like, you know, when you were younger, you're a bit of a brat and like yes, a sore loser sure. and competitive <laughs> sure. and all those things. And yeah. yes, you still are competitive and you still are driven and all that. But something shifted in you, like, almost it almost felt like overnight like it almost felt like a literal empowerment Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you changed into this person that you are today and you've been consistently that person that person that operates that really is wired to see the worth and the value of people and constantly you just speak into that you just constantly speak Mm -hmm. into with encouragement and exhortation like it, it just awakened in you. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know what I mean? Yes. And you didn't yes. have it before. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't you weren't like that before. You were actually the opposite of that before. Like you were yes. like you you're not better than me. Like Oh yeah. You're oh, yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it and again that's a funny thing to say even to imagine that as in a child. Yeah. 
But that transformation happened and I witnessed it. Like I remember it. Do you know what I mean? Laura, it's so true. And I'm thinking about like, that's exactly what happened. And I, I think some of it might be subtle. Some it's like a huge, or it could be like, you don't, you don't even know like the differences. It just kind of starts to happen. But for you too, I think that's exactly happened for me. Absolutely. I think that was a threshold. Like there literally was a before and after. There was. An old and a new. There was. And I remember you as well. Like you could probably speak a bit to this too. When you came back from Brownsville. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I in my twenties. I was were in my in early twenties. You were different. I remember you called me. I was in university. Okay. And you were telling me of what, what had happened. Okay. And I remember yeah. on the phone call thinking to myself, this is not the Lori I remember. Like this is a totally different person. And I can, even as you're saying that from that moment on the measure of faith and the words that you speak, you have thought before that you wouldn't have thought even life bigger than your little bubble or the comfort, like the fence. Never. And after that, it was like, you became I don't want to say a dreamer because that not that it's like you started to speak out things bigger than even possible. And it started to happen. And yeah. like, look at you today, like that leadership, yeah. the faith, but that is not how you were as a child. That's not how you were as a teenager. That's not at all. You are absolutely the opposite. You the are opposite. the opposite in the faith. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. That's I was so neat. Like, I remember even struggling to, you know, to decide what I wanted to do for a career because all I actually really wanted to be was a mom. I didn't really, I had no drive. I had no like sort of vision, like no vision for the future other than just like my happiness and content. Like there was nothing, there was nothing there like in in terms of faith and faith seems to be the gift that the Lord empowered in me. And I didn't know it then. Like I didn't know that's what it was, but all of a sudden something woke up inside of me that I could see things that I never saw before. And the funny thing is with the, with a gift of faith, which that is truly the gift that I believe the Holy Spirit has empowered in me, that is not from me. It's not me. Like I don't, like in and of kind of my own orientation, it's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. But in Christ, I, I can just see what is supposed to happen? I see it. I I can yeah. I can I can see it. I can see what's going to work, what's not going to work. I can speak into it. I, I speak into ridiculous things. Sometimes they're absolutely ridiculous, and I'm always the one throwing out the like next ridiculous possibility that could kind of unpack or unfold. But I I can see that which is not as though it is. And mm. and it truly is an awakening of a, a supernatural gift. So again, I think it's so interesting that like that empowerment piece of what happens to you when that revelation, that true revelation of who Christ is, what he's done for you comes, something shifts and something changes from how you used to see the world or whatever. And what the Holy Spirit gives you eyes to see. And again, it can take a while to figure out what that is. Cause mm-hmm, honestly, mm-hmm. like I've been, I've been walking in that gift, but kind of unaware, mm-hmm, unaware mm-hmm. that I was, you know, mm-hmm. that gift has been in full operation, but a little bit unaware of. And similarly, like you said, um, you know, I can definitely step into other gifts. Like I am a real encourager, but it's, it, there's a faith base gift that I think it comes from. It's mm-hmm. not, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not the gift of exhortation. There's a faith. Like, so when I see a person, 
I can see vision over their life. I can speak vision over their life. I can speak future over their life. So it can look a bit like even prophecy sometimes. It can look a mm-hmm. bit like mm-hmm. like a, an encouragement. But again, that primary gift mm-hmm. firing off. So this is a really interesting thing. So interesting because that's exactly, you don't want to get caught up in the net of, that's it, That's what I think we're trying to dismantle. It's like, don't get caught up in the net of like, what do I have? How much do I have? What is your primary? Focus on your primary and let God just funnel through your primary as you focus on it. Everything else that he equips and empowers you to do because he will determine that anyways. It doesn't matter if you have four or five that you think you have you should know your primary and let God take care of all of that and let it funnel through. And I just, and you know, even as we're talking about that, even those that are listening might say, well, I didn't really have a dramatic, like I've always loved to help. It could just be like, if you have the gift of help, some of those may not feel as dramatic. And I used to be like this. Some, yes, you got saved and you totally, your heart, you must, you could have been grumpy and critical. And all of a sudden you became soft and cry and your mercy gift came alive. But for some, they might've just always been a really helpful, genuinely beautiful person that way. But with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden there's just an elevation and a real, like a heart to see how their helps is serving the body of Christ. So even as people are listening, you could have a very much like a black and white night and day kind of transformation, or you might've just had almost like that transformation in your perspective of now. It's not just like, well, I just help, but you're like, oh, I can see there's like what I'm doing here is to build the body of Christ. And that can be like, just like we've said, like a confidence thing. Um, Because I was just thinking about someone I was talking about with the gift of helps and her, and they were saying, well, I've always kind of administration, sorry, that's what it was. And they're like, well, I always helped, but it really was until God got a hold of their life and they started to get more confidence and God kind of got a hold of their hearts that they actually started stepping into their true gift, which was administration. Because then they started working closely with a leader. It wasn't just helping. They actually then stepped into the administration gift. But it was almost like God, through getting saved, started to get the confidence and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that their shy personality stepped into administration, which is actually their gift. It wasn't the gift of helps. That was actually just like almost like the front door, what they did in their comfort, if that makes sense. It does. So some of those, even those shifts can be subtle. But it's, it's profound when you actually identify like, oh, I actually have this. And that happened with God that I actually had the confidence to step in because it's the Holy Spirit that kind of empowers you to do it. So mm-hmm. really neat. Mm-hmm. Different ways no, for it everyone. Is. And I think that's wise. I actually think that's wise because, yeah, I do I do think, again, we, we read in the Love Gifts um, podcast that we did uh, a while back about kind of how you receive the gifts. And so again, there isn't really just one way. There isn't just one sort of form. And I I don't want to say, I don't want you to feel like if you didn't have that sort of dramatic shift or transformation, or you were one way before Christ and then a different way after, or even if you were raised in faith and always sort of had a relationship with Christ, you don't really have that before and after either. Any of those scenarios, that doesn't mean that you don't have a dominant or a primary gift. that's firing off. But I think that in it there, the Holy Spirit does want to bring revelation to like, what is that sort of dominant or that primary that's flowing through every other expression of all the other gifts that you are walking in. And again, that was part of the journey. I think that for you and I, Rhonda, that we are 
on right sure. now. So now we're we're sort of separating. Okay, like you said, um, ex- exhortation, prophecy, uh, those were some of the ones that you operated in continuously, discernment of spirits. And so thinking, oh, I'm using all those gifts. Now you're starting to see that. No, there's this outflow of exhortation, encouragement that then I, I step into prophecy sometimes, but it's still through the primary through and same with me like i would have said um faith and exhortation and prophecy and i if i actually just take a step back now and understand that gift i see no 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 it's an outflow of faith and i'm using the discipline of of exhortation when that situation needs that Mm -hmm. but it's actually still faith it's actually still faith that's firing off and so again we're what what we're trying to help people understand and help you understand as you're unpacking this is really pray and ask the holy spirit to give you the revelation of when you hear these descriptions of these gifts that you're like okay Mm -hmm. i think that's like that's me like they're describing me that's what i do that's how i think Mm -hmm. that's what i see and then start to imagine that particular gift through the lens of every other gift that you operate in and you'll start to see how they are connected but actually it's it's likely a very primary gift firing off the other interesting nuance and again i haven't done that much research on this so even as we go through this, I think we're learning, mm-hmm. um, which I love. That's what this podcast is all about. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we're learning together. But is this idea that if you have a gift of leadership, that often that is a complementary gift with something else. Yes. So you don't usually have just a gift of leadership. Like maybe even, I, I mean, I don't know if I have the enough knowledge to say this, but maybe even leadership's not a, the primary but can be a secondary gift that's often accompanied with another gift that, again, the outflow mm-hmm. of that gifting flows through, you know, because it leadership is kind of and empty. in leadership. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Laura, there, but it is kind of empty leadership on its own. Like, how do you just say leadership? You you have to lead in some, a certain way, in a way, exactly. So it's almost like even like a partnership, like they're almost together, you know. So when I think of like leadership, you you would have a teaching. Well. You lead by teaching, like you have a real leadership gift that you express through teaching or teaching leadership. I think they're just together. And I think exactly that. You just can't lead. Like it's got to be accompanied by something that outflow. So I agree. Like yeah. it's, it's really And the leadership beautiful. gift I think is interesting too, because yeah. I think hugely the leadership gift does come measure. Measure has a yes. big part yes. in the leadership gift because um, there's lots of people who lead people. So does that mean they automatically have a leadership gift? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know enough Mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's definitely measure that comes into play with leadership. And for some people, their measure of leadership would be one. Some would be five, some would be 10. And the thing that we have to constantly remember is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. To God, all of that is like extraordinarily important, like Mm -hmm. equally important. It, mm-hmm. of to God it's equal value because it's only about faithfulness yes. for him. Yes. It's not about the amount. So oh, we constantly yes. have to like separate that because you know, I know we want what we want. And we look at someone else exactly. and we're like, wow, like I well, I'm just as good or whatever. I don't know. We get into that kind of comparison game and feeling like, oh, if I'm really a good leader, it should look like this or no. 
we have to trust the measure that we've been given and embrace it fully, embrace it wholly. I love that. We went through a teaching and it was the first time I heard with spiritual gifts, someone say, embrace your limitation. And I was like, wow, that's just against my way of thinking. Like I, I even thought with spiritual gifts, you just keep getting laid of hands and imparted that you could get whatever you want, really. Like not that name and claim it, but I kind of didn't see like, but there really is a limitation there. And that's not for us to determine. And that's the thing. I think we get caught up sometimes in like the capacity of what we want to be and how much you want to have versus this is what God's given me. Even if I'm going to focus on this one and I'm going to be super faithful with the little and let God increase the measurement of it. But I'm not going to focus on the measurement and the capacity. I'm going to focus on my obedience and just spending myself out this way. And I think that's been the beautiful, like even the, the embracing, because that is actually saying, don't compare. That's actually saying, just be obedient. Don't compare. That's what it means to embrace your limitation. It's not saying that God can't expand or you, you feel like we'll always be here. No, but it's saying just be obedient and don't compare and let God take care of the rest. Cause as you said, we've referred back to that parable that it really is in Matthew 25, 23, 24. <laughs> it's in Matthew. I'm trying to remember here. It's 14 to 30. That's what I know the references. Oh, that's funny. 14 to 30. It's anyways, but I think it's Matthew 25, 14 to 30, but it really has to do with didn't matter what that measurement capacity was, which that was a cool revelation you brought. It didn't matter. They both received the same reward and the same like, like, like present, like what's the word I'm saying? Like, um, encouragement from God, like the same. Yes. Identical. The five uh, yeah. and the 10. Yeah. It, well did, done. He well done. He didn't care. He didn't no. care about the amount and the no. same would have been for the one. It would have been the same. All he wanted was for the one to steward what he had. That's it. That's just it. steward what he had. So that's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. So we'll be yeah. accountable to God for being obedient for what he's given us. Yeah. So don't get caught up in the weeds of the rest of it. It's no. going to rob you. It's going to yeah. steal from you. And you actually won't walk in the capacity that God's given you because you're wasting it on that other stuff that's just robbing. Yeah. So walk in the fullness of your capacity and don't compare. Yeah. I love that. That's been and for that's, me. And that's the, t- that's the gift. That's part of the gift tension. That's yeah. part of the yeah. tension that, um, you know, that we've touched on before that there are many, many tensions within mm-hmm. understanding your spiritual gifts. There's constant tension. So there's tension around like us seeing the world or the kingdom of God through the lens of our gift and thinking mm-hmm. everybody else should too, mm-hmm. being frustrated that others don't see it the way that we see it. So that's that's one tension, but this is another tension, mm. managing the, the measure with mm. which God has given us the gifts that he's chosen to give us. And the other tension is, uh, accepting the gift that he's given us yes. <laughs> and not desiring yes. or uh, it's okay to desire because the scriptures even say like, desi- it's okay to desire, but not to be, um, upset, angry, frustrated, miss the gift you have been given because you're focused on wanting a different gift. And maybe even the more you focus on the gift that you have not supernaturally been empowered to walk in, you're actually wasting a lot of energy on trying out of a discipline to operate in that gift. So those are the tensions that there's a lot of tensions around spiritual gifts that constantly come to the surface of our lives that we have to navigate. And it's challenging. It is so challenging, but you know, isn't it interesting? I love when we talk about the gifts, when you're just even saying what you're talking about, Lori, about, you know, not being angry, not being upset, but it's like the body part. It's like the body part, not saying 
I want to be that or right. why am I not? I that? don't need the foot. Yeah. Like that's, really? Right? What if God made you the foot and you yeah. decide you want to be the hand? Yeah. That's not how God na- made yeah. you. And it's actually crippling the body. If God doesn't give it to you or determine it, you're crippling the body by not being the part that God has made you to be. And I just love that God uses, like he goes right from first Corinthians 12, talking about spiritual gifts, right into one body with many parts. He exactly, he uses the body as a full illustration. And it talks about, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. If the ears say, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, right there, God is even saying, we're going to do that. We're going to compare and say, I want to be an eye. I want to be a foot. I don't want to be what you've made me. But God has actually made it for us all to work together. So, and I just even love that it says it goes, the eye has never said to the hand, I don't need you. The head, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So totally, it's like totally because we can't function without each other. We We actually can't function without each other. And again, this is where I think some of our teaching or at least my understanding of the teaching, I don't know, maybe it's my interpretation that's been wrong, but I've, I've felt a bit like, I get to be all of them. Yeah, I can choose. I can be the nose. You know, like I get, I can operate in all of them. But like when you think about it through that lens, and I love that verse too, because that just brought a visual revelation. Um, When I think about it, if God said to me, you're the hand, if he, if that's what he said, you're the hand, then I'm the hand every time. every time in the body, that's the part I play, which again, reinforces this idea of this primary sort of expression of the gift that I play. Now the hand can do many things, like the hand can do different things, but I'm Mm -hmm. always the hand. So good. I know. We have complicated it. It's actually that simple. Yeah, yeah. But even how you said that, I love that the hand can do many things because even the expression of a gift of faith can look very different. Yeah. Like anything, like with you, yeah. with someone else, looks very different, but you're still that part of the body. It, yes. it doesn't, like our bodies have many different functions and some don't. Some are a bit more singular focused. And yeah. I think we just allow that measurement our part doesn't change though. No. But the capacity, the measurement, and even it's saying the things that are seen or unseen. Oh, I love that, that too. That whole part too yeah. are not more less honorable no. because they're covered no. up. Yes. Like it goes on to this whole, I mean, there is so much to unpack. So much. In 1 Corinthians 12, it's beautiful. Oh, it's so powerful. It's beautiful. So powerful. And it's about actually the heart of it all is walking in unity. Yes. Unity and love, and like love. the way of love comes right after. And it literally yeah. says after with all this powerful oh. teaching on the gifts, if you don't do it in yeah. love, if you, if you cannot use all of these things that I've given you, all of these empowerments in love, it's nothing. You're just a clanging it's a symbol. It's a waste Big of noise. time. It's noise. Oh. It's meaningless and, it, wow. and powerless. So that's, that's really profound and aligning as well. But no, I absolutely love that talking about the weaker parts or the lesser parts Again, Paul's not saying those parts actually are lesser. He's actually bringing a correction to us as the church because we put a measure on the different gifts. Again, there's three categories of giftings that we see, the word gifts, the power gifts, the love gifts. And so even by the names of those categories, you can see that some gifts are going to have more of a louder presence 
so mm-hmm. to speak. They're mm-hmm. going to play maybe a, a larger role. And again, if you even think of our bodies, like the hand, you you do see the hand always. The hand is always out. It's always exposed. It's always in the front. Same with the face or whatever, right? Different parts of our body. But there's parts of our body that are always covered up. But without them, we actually can't function. Like without the shoulder, that's almost always covered. You, you usually don't see it. You, you can't even, you can't move. Like, yeah. again, the importance of what appears to be lesser is not lesser at all that's our mistake and paul's trying to bring correction to us to say don't do that don't do that yes the parts you deem lesser are extremely important and they matter and they have value and worth and every part must function together so this is a call like this is a call out to us as the body of christ to walk as a body in a profound profound way and if we all do our part there would be no stress. Mm. Honestly, Mm -hmm. there would be no, like no one would be exhausted. No one would be burnt out. No one would be about the work of the kingdom that if everyone played their part in unison together, there is something so beautiful. And that's the bride of Christ. That's what the Lord is refining and, and fashioning us to be as his bride like that's the beauty and the power and I think it's so cool because last week we actually had this really cool thing happen that just illustrates exactly how this works together we'd had um, a lunch a really special lunch with a family and we were talking about the podcast they were saying how much they enjoyed the podcast and you know, they, they said, you know, you should post more about the podcast. You should, you know, be online. It's so good. Well, I, you know, other people should, should see it. And, you know, you and I were both like, oh, we know, we know, like, we just don't have time. Like, it's not a priority. Like, you know, so this, this is all we really can do. And, you know, and, and I think you had said even earlier that day, we need a producer, like we need a producer <laughs> for this podcast. We need some help. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause we just can't do everything. And just in that moment, you know, they, they sort of jokingly said, I could be your producer, you know, like I'm offering and you and I, like, it was so impactful for us because literally we had just said that we had just talked about, man, like we can really use some help and like, we can't, like, we just can't do all the things that you could do. I know. And what a confident, like, I just think of even that person saying that, you know, some people think it, and they don't actually say it out loud thinking, oh, that comes across or I don't want to put myself like maybe, but they had no idea. We had, were, were desperate. Just, and just <laughs> said, help. and just said, just oh, said we need help. Lord, <gasps> we could really use a producer yes. or someone to help or someone just to. Yes. So as a reminder, like, oh my goodness, like we, that's beautiful. Like to see that in action and also beautiful that they took that step to not just assume that we had everything covered and to say like, do you need help? Like I'd be willing to do this. And we're like, thank you for taking that step or even putting yourself out there to help us like we need help but you know it just goes right back to in this season of so much division and so much disunity how God is aligning us once again to unity practically through the word of God and saying like it's the body of Christ like it's not your body oh there you go again you know so good (laughs) It's the body, the body. He doesn't say, hey, it's the eye, the nose. The he says the body, one of Christ. Like we are not our own. We were bought with a price. Our things are not ours. It's all his, the gifts. We are his body. 
So once again, it's like uh, what the enemy is doing in the world, we're seeing God is do moving in the opposite spirit. Where division is rising, God is moving in the opposite spirit to bring alignment, to be like, no, there's no place for division because you're a body of mine. You're mine. So, okay. <laughs> wow. Right. That goes back to that ownership again. It ownership. really is all his. It's not ours. Not ours. <laughs> and I'm not the hand and get to be prideful about, look at that part I play, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just a one one very small part in this whole beautiful thing that's happening that I have no ownership of. It's Christ's body. You read that scripture that talks about like right at the beginning, like we're one, like there's one, but many members there's uh, differences. It's right. It's right in uh, Corinthians 12. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what I'm talking about? It's that, Oh, I think it's the opening verse. Like there's one, but the same spirit one, he's constantly bringing oh, us yes, back yes. to the one, the one, the one. Yes. I don't, I'm just looking here. You want to, I know, you know, you have your, your Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's 12. It is. Yeah, here it is. It is 12 right at the beginning. Yeah, you got it. You're right. It's saying like, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit same. is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. And again, puts it all back on him. Our focus has to be on him. On him. It's his gifts. It's, it's a different expression. It's his spirit. And an other, another translation says one, like one, it's, it's a different, but one spirit, one God, one, you know, it, Jesus, I think Jesus spirit and God are mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. so anyways, powerful, powerful, powerful. That's so good. Okay. So those are a few of our little revelations, um, that we're learning about spiritual gifts. And I hope that as we even like unpack this together, that it's kind of awakening and stirring something in you different about how you've thought about spiritual gifts before. And, um, we're going to continue on a little bit of a, uh, series, I guess, on spiritual gifts, unpacking some of the specific ones. So we hope you're able to find yourself in one of the spiritual gifts. And our prayer is that even as you listen to this podcast and as you listen to the subsequent ones, that, something would click for you something mm. and that there would just be a Holy Spirit connection with the gift that you have been given mm. and kind of how you see the world through that gift that all of that would sort of come together in a revelation moment for you and then you can begin to unpack that and really lean into and develop um, that particular gift and however God wants to use it whether it's one whether it's five whether it's ten whatever God determines for your life that it matters and um, we need it and we have to operate in it together. And I think it can be so fun and so powerful. So good. So thank you for joining us today. It's been such an honor to speak about our spiritual gifts and to just kind of talk about all that God is doing in our own lives too with this. And yeah. so thanks for joining us on this journey. We're yeah. in this together. Yeah, we're in this together. And so just know today as you're listening that you are uniquely and significantly crowned as a daughter of the King. And God has complete confidence in you. That's why he chose you to be a part of the body. So that is exciting. Have a great day. Yep. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.